Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From Variety, celebrating more than 115 years covering the business of entertainment, this is the Award Circuit Podcast. I need to hug him, and I just told him it was perfect and that it exceeded. I didn't. I told him that I didn't know what I was expecting, but it exceeded expectations. It's a beautiful film, but beyond that, it, it changed my life in so many ways, and so it was just really, really vital to me to do that. After screening the completed cut of West Side Story, for the first time, Rachel Zegler couldn't help but express her joy to director Steven Spielberg. I'm Clayton Davis. On this episode of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast, we talked to Rachel Zegler about taking on the iconic role of Maria in Spielberg's new take on the landmark musical, West Side Story. But first, our Award Circuit Roundtable dissects the SAG Award nominations and shares its picks for who should host the Oscars. It's all next on this edition of Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Stay close. Welcome back to the Roundtable. I'm your friendly uh, podcast pal, Michael Schneider, along with Clayton Davis. Your friendly neighborhood, Clayton. <laughs> your friendly neighborhood, Janelle Riley. Sorry, very tired. Uh, we had to get up early this morning for SAG Award nominations. <laughs> This is true. We're recording this on Wednesday, SAG Nominations Day, Jazz Tanke. Welcome, welcome. All that jazz. All that jazz. (laughs) You're making a pun on your own name. (laughs) SAG and BAFTA long list today. It was a a very fruitful day in the awards sector. Not for Mike, because there's no TV BAFTA now. It's later. That's fine. And and the SAG Awards on the TV side were fine. There were no huge, huge snubs and surprises. There were some, and we wrote about it, Janelle and I, co- collabed. That's Janelle right. Riley, ex-Michael Schneider, um, Variety Edition, uh, online right now. We talked a Another little bit about- Another Schneider-Riley joint. <laughs> snubs and surprises. But not a ton of TV, so let's just jump to the headlines. Let's talk well, about well, some- Well, actually, well, can I ask you about- Yeah. Just, we're going to be so quick on TV. So Succession did not break a record this year. Came close. Mo- came close. Pretty damn close. Five, right? It got five. Yeah, yeah. Most ever is six. Uh, every everybody loves Raymond and uh, Angels in America in two thousand four. Both got six. Mm. This year got five, which is still huge considering SAG had completely blanked Succession yeah. until this year. So they're really making up for lost time. It's all Jay Smith's Cameron's fault. Cause I thought Jay Smith Cameron was gonna 
Yeah, she should have. But that's also the fault of just the Academy not having supporting categories in TV. Uh, in addition to not having limited limited ensembles, which is a huge oversight, especially you know in in years like this where there are so many amazing limited series ensembles that should be more recognized but aren't. Or just let them compete in drama and comedy. Like I, it, it really makes no sense. It's like a very like dumb omission. Yeah, it's like they they feel like they already have too many awards. Which, granted, every show has too many awards. Yeah. But I mean, it's, listen, it's, the, the headline of the day though. Let's talk about that stunt work in Mayor V Sound though. <laughs> <laughs> that is what really opened things up for us today. They're, I don't know if you're joking or not, but there is a lot of really great stunt work in Mayor of East Town. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the, sure. People said the same thing about um, when, uh, what was it, Trial of the Chicago 7? Yeah. Got nominated last year, but those like big crowd scenes, especially in riots, are hard to stage. Yeah. I, I, I can, it was, it was funny because I predicted Yellowstone to get in stunts and then uh, it got into drama. Yeah. Which was interesting. Which I was not, the surprise of the day in TV, by the way. Because when they said yellow, I was like, yes, I got yellow jackets right. And it was like stone. I was like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that show is really loved, though. It Believe is. And it, finally like, breaking yeah. in after all these years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's suddenly huge. And it is such a sort of across America show. In some ways, SAG makes yeah. sense because, as we know, the SAG after membership is across America. So. Yeah. And let's just pour one out for Selena Gomez. She was like right there, I'm sure. She was. Yeah, I mean, at least she's in the ensemble. So yeah. uh, only in Murder's Ensemble did get nominated. So so that is still something. But you're right. There are these odd sort of, you know, in, in uh, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you nominate Oscar Isaac, but not Jessica Chastain in Scenes from a Marriage, considering it's a two-hander? Because yeah. they knew that uh, she was getting her love in the film side, yeah. which I guess is your transition now. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Playing the segue. Oh, the segue. So the, the big story of the day, I believe, and maybe everyone can agree or disagree, that no one had a clean day. No one had a, a like a, like, in terms of the... No one got everything they were supposed to that equals a best picture winner. They all like underperformed in some way or another. Belfast uh, got into ensemble, which on paper is the clear thing that's going to happen uh, there. Katrina Balfe got in, but both boys, Jamie Dornan and Kieran Hines, missed Janelle Riley. Yes. Listen, very. Uh, very uh, observational on the Jamie Dornan uh, flimsiness. The Kieran Hines thing surprises me. I, I thought, agree. I, yeah. Thought yeah. He, I thought he was, he felt good. Like, at I least. Thought, yeah. I thought they were both vulnerable just because supporting actor is so packed. And, but I thought if anything, Jamie Dornan might miss out because they wouldn't want to, you know, They'd want to spread the wealth and not reward two people from the same movie. The Kieran Hines nominate uh, lack of nomination isn't totally surprising, but it's a real bummer. Yeah. Uh, and they also might have said, you know, we're recognizing them in ensemble. So, yeah, there's that. I, I, yeah, there is that. And and I think the good thing also is that um, I think it, when, I, when I when I took zoned back and looked further, you know, there's years like three billboards where you're like, it's Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. Right. And I think we looked at this. I think now I need to look at this more like spotlight. It's Michael Keaton or Mark Ruffalo, not both. So I think one gets in and I think we have to decide 
if that who that one will be over the next few weeks. It also could be, you know, I, I'm not a big believer in this, but a lot of people talk about splitting the vote. You know, that, that, I, think, I think it yeah. might have a factor. It, it could it could definitely be a factor. I usually point to the fact that two people are often nominated from films, but it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, and then Power of the Dog, most nominated film of the day, but doesn't get into cast ensemble. Which, again, like, it makes a weird sort of sense because I think that people see it as this three-hander. Or even four-hander with Jesse Je- Plemons. Like, yeah, yeah Jesse I know. Plemons yeah. is here. No Jesse yeah. Plemons erasure here, I promise. Yeah. But, you know, something like La La Land was seen as a two-hander, even though it had all these great, like, supporting performances and really could have made the ensemble argument. But, you know, people might just figure that they've recognized the people in their individual categories. I was I was rooting for it to get the ensemble nomination. Wasn't totally surprised it didn't get it. Don't think it means anything for Best Picture. Mm, does it mean... I don't think it... Considering the last four years, three of the last four Best Picture winners won... Without SAG Ensemble. So then mm-hmm. now we know that, like, it's not the nail in the coffin. Uh, I think we have a Belfast Power of the Dog race, which is kind of what we've assumed this whole time was going to be the case. I think, though, a new number three has emerged, and her name is Coda. Oh, God. Oh. Which I have loved yeah. from the start. And I think we all have actually, and, and have, we've been hoping for this outcome. Coda? And I would, yeah. Coda's winning SAG Ensemble. I, I put money on it right now. It's gotten so much steam over the last, what, few, I guess the last eight to 12 weeks. Like, you've seen that rise. More and more people are watching it. They're paying attention and the love. And we've seen that through Troy's, you know, Troy coming out in mm. in critics. and we've Might seen be a frontrunner so, yeah. at this point. I might be willing to call Troy Kotzer. The front runner. Although yeah. I was, of, of course, thrilled to see that Bradley Cooper finally got his first major nomination for Licorice Pizza. <laughs> yeah, uh, w- when it comes to supporting actor, I think it, let's because we've been talking a lot, we're dancing around that. So Ben Affleck in there for the Tender Bar, matching his Globe nod. So glad he might be on his way to his first ever acting nomination as an actor, and he yeah. is so overdue. Yeah. Uh, I'm really surprised because ten- I, I really like Tender Bar, but it seems like it's just been like kind of this invisible entity. And it was also divided with critics. Bradley Cooper, Troy Kotzer, Jared Leto, and Cody Smith-McPhee, who, which won- who won the Golden Globe. Um, Cody, for me, I think I think we all kind of been on this page. Cody always seemed like a strange supporting actor winner if we were going to get one in him. In, in terms of like, they, he's going to be the second youngest ever to win. Wow. You know, because mm. Timothy Hutton was 2020, 19, wow. or whatever, when he went for Ordinary People. So Cody's 25, even though he looks like he's 15. <laughs> um, and it feels so, like he's been around for 40 years delivering great performances. Right? Yeah. So, and great style. Yeah, and maybe he does do it now. But Troy and Cody, I think, are the two um, are the two battleground people, I think, in that, in that category. And I don't know what Jared happens. House of Gucci overperformed today not everywhere not actors really like that movie they really respond to I'm not even talking about just SAG because SAG it got three BAFTA. it got 14 long listed BAFTA mentions 14 the power of the Gaga like, power of the Ridley Scott but, too yeah 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 it, I mean what Clayton said, like seeing that perform really strong with BAFTA was really interesting. Cause like, I think with SAG, like we knew 
that like they loved this film there was always a strong turnout when we had back in the day when we had like in-person screenings and q a's bafta was the biggest surprise i was not surprised talking about bafta the spencer snub though well that's that's the biggest thing of the day kristen stewart miss sag and i have been flimsy on gaga for a few weeks i thought like she was maybe in a little bit of trouble I thought that was crazy, but then, you know, if anyone had told me that Kristen Stewart was in danger, I would have thought they were crazy, too. You I know, mean, I apologize. I feel like my lukewarm Spencer uh, comment on the podcast last week <laughs> ruined it for, for uh, Kristen Stewart. I apologize, Kristen. Yeah, you are in that Academy I, demographic, you know, of, like, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that range. But, like, Stewart, like, this is always, for the season, we assumed it looked like a Gaga-Stewart race. I will. Uh, I, I'm telling you, Olivia Coleman. Olivia, keep an eye on her. Yeah. She, but, she could listen. But yes, right, I see what you're saying. That yeah, is the perception, right? But I'll be honest. Right now, I think this is Nicole Kidman's to lose. She's coming in strong, and you know, she won the Globe. She not that that means anything, but yeah. you know, securing that actress nomination had a good like, showing at BAFTA. Yeah. Nine categories at BAFTA shortlisted. And who doesn't love Nicole Kidman? Right. I mean, she's Nicole Goodman. She's freaking amazing. They love her in this film. Like, the SAG voters did love, they they love both of them. Well, um, we weirdly, people weirdly like being wrong. And while I never really <laughs> yeah. doubted that, that she yeah. would kick ass in this part, people really get a kick out of the fact that they thought that she was a terrible casting choice. And then oh, she yeah. was so like, good in the movie. That put yeah. that to, to, I will say, though, I am, what I'm surprised about being the Ricardo is that Bardem made it, right? Which was huge for him. But then even with the Belfast boys out, still no J.K. Simmons. I was surprised by that and surprised it didn't land an ensemble. But once again, maybe it's seen as, you know, a small ensemble or even though it's not, you know, they want to. I, I wasn't that surprised at Javier Bardem. He's so respected and it's such a charming performance. Yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty. I, I, I don't think this is over by a long shot, though. I could still see J.K. Simmons making it into supporting actor. Kate Blanchett got uh, life breathed into her campaign today for Nightmare Alley and then got shortlisted at BAFTA for Don't Look Up and not Nightmare Alley. Really? Yes. We just shut out a lot in, Nightmare, in BAFTA, right? Can, can we, yeah, can we talk about Nightmare Like, Like, Nightmare Alley got four categories at BAFTA. Four. Like, it's shortlisted for it. So it, the most you can get now is, I'm sorry, the most you can get is three because one of them is score, which is already out of the running for Oscar. So I can't tell if people hate Nightmare Alley or they are like. I don't think anyone hates it. it, but I don't know that people love it either. I think like there's no, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's a very well made, extremely well acted movie with beautiful crafts. But I don't know that anyone's passionate about it. I mean, don't look up is also in that same boat, but again, led co-led the BAFTA shortlist with fifteen. Wow. And got that ensemble nomination at uh, SAG today, which is pretty huge because that was a crazy competitive category. Which is yeah. interesting. So interesting that Don't Look Up gets SAG ensemble, co-leads BAFTA with West Side Story that had a terrible day at SAG. A lot of SAG voters I talked to couldn't access that movie. Like really? they kept asking me about screeners and I was like, I believe it's on the site, which is what I was told that they sent digital mm-hmm. screeners. But, but I know- is there. Yeah, but, you know, sometimes someone's just undeniable. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think West Side 
story. I think Nightmare Alley probably had the worst day today overall in terms of films that like were in the actual hunt. I think West Side Story had a kind of bad day, and I think the best day by far is Gucci. Like by, by far, had the best day of everyone. I want to add Cyrano into. Uh, I Cyrano. love Cyrano. Wait, was it a good day or a bad day? Bad day. Oh, I, I mean, know. yeah, it, it was bad just day. heartbreaking. I, I still think Dinklage has a shot at Best Actor and Oscar. I felt like it yeah. just because it's coming out so much later, it hadn't built up the momentum it needed to to score in the SAG Awards. So I'm not taking it as too serious of a sign, but just personally, I I adore that movie. Yeah, I, I think um, it, it, so. Yeah. so I was going to say someone else who had a good day, Aretha Franklin. Oh, yeah. twice. Yeah. <laughs> Jennifer Hudson and Cynthia Revo. I, I, I was going to look up the set and then I just stopped trying to care. Like to look that up. I feel like it was going to take me down a rabbit hole. But I don't think we've ever had a film and TV. Because it, oh, it would only happen at Globes or SAG, but like the same character at both on both sides of the house. I don't think that's ever happened. Right, right. It's just wild. And even the way the SAG Awards put out their press release, those categories are right next to each other. And it's just so weird to see two different names next to Aretha Franklin in two different projects nominated at the same time. And honestly, both were great. Yeah, this is the end of the Aretha run, right? Like, now this is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um, good good run for her, considering I I don't think Genus Aretha really made the same sort of impact culturally that... uh, you know, they were hoping at Nat Geo, but yeah. at the very least, Cynthia Riva. again, when you talk about people who are undeniable, she's yeah. undeniable. Yeah. So I'm glad that she still got a lot of recognition for, for that role. Future Alphaba and Wicked. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, I, and our future, um, no, she, sorry, yeah, she's the future Alphaba. Our future, uh, uh, sorry, Galinda was also nominated with the Don't Look Up Ensemble. Yes. Yeah. Ariana Grande. <laughs> Can I ask, what, what do we think of J-Hud? Like, do you think this gets her in or do you think she's, like, on the cusp? Like, what what, what, did, what did her nomination I actually signify? think this is going to be one of those years where there it, there's not as much overlap as usual between SAG and Oscar, only because I think there's, there's you know, they've added time on to Oscars. I think there we've discussed some of the people who missed out who are still in the race. I would not take Jennifer Hudson out of this race. She's even people who don't like that movie acknowledge that she is fantastic. Um, but I'm, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting when we actually match up the Oscar nominations to the SAG noms. I put her in in my final five. I think to what Janelle said, she is actually really loved by the Academy and they love this performance, they, you know, there might not be a lot of talk about the film, but she's the one that people are like back in August. It was like, mm-hmm. she is phenomenal. In this, and we kind of forget, like you'd have to, August seems so long ago, but that's been the conversation. It was like, she is brilliant. She's so good in this. and Maybe she'll score double. Oh yeah. Song. She is not made for song. Yeah. Which by the way, very funny that that, never happened until Mary J. Blige did it, and then Cynthia Revo did it, and then Leslie Odom Jr. did it, and now Jennifer Hudson's about to do it. Like, it never happens, and now it's going to be four out of the last thing, five years. Yeah. Now yeah. it's expected. Now you better get that double knob. Now it's a trend. Like, you gotta yeah. go. And then, Peter uh, Dinklage should have done an original song for Cyrano. He could be a double nominee. Yeah. Uh, and then Cumberbatch, Garfield, Smith, and Washington, for an actor. Bardem's there. Feels like, you know, it could be Bardem or someone else. Yeah, it, it just kind of it's going to play itself out. Um, 
Still I, so many actors in that race. You know, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Nicolas Cage, really Red, picking up momentum these Red last Rocket couple weeks. Red Rocket was not eligible. I know. It maybe doesn't what? matter to say that out loud. It was not. Because it wasn't SAG? I, I, I don't know the actual reason. I It's got to be about uh, SAG commission, like, stuff tied to that. Like, I, it just has to be. But yeah, it was not eligible. It was not on the, bath, on the ballot. Wow, that is surprising. So that means, because the last time that happened was Beast of the Southern Wild. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it made a surprise show. And so you're telling me that Simon Rex is getting best actor. And then <laughs> Sean Baker's going to get best director. And I'm cool with that. I would um, be totally cool with that. Yeah, I think I think Simon Rex is freaking fantastic. And even if he doesn't win an Oscar, what that movie has done for his career yeah. in the future is, is going to be its own reward. Last thing probably is that uh, with BAFTA, uh, we said all that led being the Vicaros had a good day. Dune had a good day on BAFTA side. It still got Sunt Ensemble and SAG, which matters. Yeah. I will. I have to shout out Anna de Armas getting shortlisted at BAFTA for it's No Time cool. to Die. Pretty cool. I love it, and I'm and I'm still on. I think No Time to Die gets Best Picture. Nomination I the saw you moved it into the top ten. Yeah, yeah. That I, I was... think all this talk about Spider Man. I think we're talking about the wrong popcorn movie. Mm. Only that movie I... that po- only movie that was on every shortlist at the Oscars shortlist thing, and it pulled in twelve uh, shortlists uh, at BAFTA today. I think you're right with No Time to Die. Like, you know, seeing it land in score, sound, makeup too. Where it kind of has no business in makeup, let's be honest. Like, I, I mean, it's 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 a it's a good movie, but like we talk about other makeup achievements, then it doesn't sound like a top fiver. Right in the grander scheme of like, let's talk about makeup here. It's like what we're talking but it's about. There. It's not Rami. the showiest, but I do. Yeah, you you mentioned Rami Malek, and also yeah. when when people are sort of disintegrating from the disease or yeah. virus virus what why can i not remember the word virus in uh, 2022 <laughs> i wonder why there's no virus going on we're doing uh what was your question before though about time to die oh no i actually had a question as because i know how i feel on the subject how do the two of you and michael if you want to contribute um if you're still awake over there um how do you think this affects Kristen stewart's oscar odds because i don't think it does but wait you tell for me. a nomination or win that nomination I think she can still get a nomination. I think I think she her, does. I, get I, a I think nomination. Her, I think her win chances died today. Died. I think I could say diminished. I would. I don't know about died. We have a leading performer has never won the Oscar without a SAG nomination. It's it's, it's just simple. Like, listen, we get, stats can be broken. So you're gonna bring math at me. It's just math. <laughs> like, like there are people who won Oscar without SAG, all supporting. Only three have done it: Marsha Gay Harden, Christoph Waltz, and Regina King lead it's it's a harder monster to and listen it's and it's a divisive film mike schneider is on the record last week of sharing his, his theories about that i'm so, sorry Kristen. i'm sorry so I, I i think like i think that's just it i think she could still get in but she might skate in it's an uphill battle for her now yeah. like i think that's where like she was near the top she, she was at the top and today just kind of went down now she's got to climb uh, BAFTA will be interesting, I think. For that's, me, that's, that's like a test crowd for sure. That's, that's be, royal family. <laughs> that's where to look, I think, and then we can maybe get an inkling. Obviously, we'll see what's who side goes. Mike, for. Mike, is this correct? Uh, didn't Emma Corrin miss BAFTA TV that year, last um, year? 
I want to say she did. Check. I, 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 th- I think Diana is just like <laughs> very touchy with the crowd. Is, yeah. Well, really, how will Diana she's, the musical? She's the non Aretha. <laughs> yeah, the, the non Aretha. Um, hey, to to put a uh, coda on this uh, uh, conversation, I'm pun sorry? intended. <laughs> put a coda on the sad conversation. Uh, Got to mention Squid Game. Oh, Squid Game. Heck, yeah, yeah. Elder, well, we yeah, yeah we yeah. make it there. Making some history with a nice showing. I mean, we were thinking ensemble, but the the fact that it also got in uh, love for Li Zhong Zhe and also Zhang Ho Yun, in both female actor and female uh, actress, or female female yeah. actor and male actor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm flummoxed here. Um, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, I predicted Lee, and I thought Lee had a really good the the. the Surprise not for Zhang Ho. Wait, is it Zhang Ho Yun? I, I, please forgive me. Yeah, crap. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, that was that was a complete surprise, especially like over some big names like in that space. I think Squid Game uh, wins drama ensemble. I think Jeremy I, like strong or someone's gonna win like like obviously uh, actor and Sarah Snook I think is gonna take drama actress and then I think ensemble will go to Squid yeah, Game. Yeah, I think you're right. I think people may split the vote and given how long it took them to finally like recognize Succession, they're probably not ready to give it the ensemble and and they want to make some history, so they may do that, but still give them the the actor categories. So and, I don't know if we dare invoke the Golden Globes. But uh, there was we a supporting actor win. <laughs> there was a supporting actor win that was a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. I mean that it's going to be very interesting to see what that show does Emmy wise. Like I can't like that's one thing I'm really looking forward to Emmy season about is like really seeing if that can actually go, like how far it can actually go. Like is this just an us thing or is this like? And it's also well, especially because it'll be almost a year after the show came out. And yeah. that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of time. And there are a lot of shows. I don't know if you heard, but uh, there's a lot of TV out there. So <laughs> There's nothing um, to watch. But I still think just the, the history-making nature of it is is at least going to get it some, some noms. Um, yeah, for sure. At, at the very least. So Squid Game's going to continue to play a, a role going into the summer. Mike, I'd like so. to end this, end this meeting with us on a bummer, please, if you would allow me. It's about TV. <laughs> Wait, are we going to end now on a bummer? I, I, I want to end on the utter disappointment that is Dexter New Blood. I completely disagree. <laughs> I thought the finale was fantastic. He's well, just shaking ta- his head now. Janelle, yeah. let's talk Wait. about Yellow Jackets instead then. That's Yellow Jackets. I, haven't, I, haven't, I, haven't fin- I haven't finished Yellow Jackets yet, so I'm getting there. I am a yeah. Shauna. I took the BuzzFeed quiz. <laughs> I saw you did that, yeah. I love Christina Ricci. She's so to, good. The I, need whole read, cast I need to redo so my life again. No, that cast is fantastic. It's unfortunate the way it, uh, you know, because it launched so late in the year, yeah. it just didn't get enough buzz to make it into the SAG consideration. Um, and and uh, we'll see if they get season two out there in time for maybe next year. Uh, did, but, they, uh, did they already renew? Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep. I there actually was, w- when I heard that they were renewing it for a second season already, I was a little bummed because I knew we weren't going to get all our answers in season one. But it's such a good show, and I'm loving how they're delving into the mystery. And we got a lot of answers. I, oh, oh, sorry, they haven't aired. The finale that airs this Sunday will provide some answers. I'll, I'll put it that way. Okay, that's the non-spoiler spoiler. Yeah. So. <laughs> Can I spoil Scream? I just saw that. No, Maybe I didn't see it. Scream. 
<laughs> I <laughs> haven't seen it either. I'm very happy that Scream is getting great reviews, though. It makes me feel good because I love Scream series. No joke. I mean, look, I think that David Arquette gives this performance where you actually see the effects of all these previous films. You know, a guy's been stabbed like nine times in <laughs> yeah. these movies. And they address that. And yeah. he, you know, they even there's even a music cue at one point when you see him that's like a gunslinger cue. And, like, I think it's, like, a really, really beautiful performance. And also a reminder that, like, Nev Campbell should be in more movies. Okay, so real quick before we go, as we... Uh, Who's the killer? Well. Yeah. <laughs> um, still party, for, party, party of five for life. Nev Campbell oh, yeah. all the way. Um, before we go, uh, so so the big news sort of was that there will be a host for the Oscars this year. We don't know who it's going to be, but at the very least, they have said that there will be a host this year. So I want to hear everyone's suggestions, everyone's thoughts. Janelle, you got a pick for who should host? I would say the man of the year uh, in entertainment is Lin-Manuel Miranda, and the woman of the year is Melanie Linsky. She's in one of the best movies and one of the best TV shows. I think they'd be delightful. Do you want them paired? Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's off the top of my head. I don't know. <laughs> Jazz, how about you? I want to see Return to Old School and see Whoopi Goldberg or Billy Crystal host, probably Billy Crystal host again. Just go, for nostalgia. Go back to the classics. Purposes. Yes. Yeah. Clayton, how about you? One middle ditch and Schwartz. <laughs> They're the greatest. And just improv them. the whole thing. <laughs> just improv the whole show. Yeah. Um, listen, if, if you would actually do it, like The Rock should do it. Oh sure. Yeah. If, or get if, Hugh Jackman back. Yes. I, I think Hugh Jackman works so well for the Tonys, and I think. The, oh, but he uh, was such a good. He was good. He was good. He was good. good yeah. I think. I think. I think we got a little lucky with him that one time. Like I, I just feel like he couldn't be a repeat host. Like I feel like I, I think we need some new blood. Actually, I want them to go to like. I mean, I don't think like Lily Singh would work, but like someone like really out there, left field. Uh, could could do well. Well, here's my pick. It's not necessarily left field, but I think it works on a number of levels, including synergy, since ABC and Hulu are co-owned. But it's it's staring right at us in the nominations today, and it is the trio from Only Murders yep. in the Building. I had a feeling Steve you were Martin, going there. Martin Short, Selena Gomez, who then brings the youth. I mean, you you, you put those three up on stage, and. I'm there. I'm watching. I mean, not they, they, a bad idea. That's I mean, that sounds like a fun three hours. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't Mike, get... you should produce the Oscars next year. Yeah. <laughs> so, page so six is reporting. Page six has reported that Pete Davidson is evidently in talks. I don't think that's the way to go here, no, people. No, page, page <laughs> six is smoking no. something that is yeah. not <laughs> happening. Do you remember the year um, Steve Martin hosted with Alec Baldwin and they wore a Snuggie together in a bit? Okay, so I need that Snuggie with Martin Short and Selena Gomez (laughs) and Steve Martin, one built for three that they wear for the entire show. That's a Mike, you know what's great about that idea, though, that you like it is literally the span of all the generations like it is the entire Oscar gamut on the stage. Like it welcomes the new crowd. It gets the OGs. And the people that are just fans, like they would accept it and be fine. And yeah. and also, I'm I have a I'm a big stickler for making sure hosts are not in contention or nominees. Yeah, and none of them are going to get weird. Oscar nominated this year. James Franco was he was bad for a number of reasons, but 
being a nominee that year bothered me the most. And Alec Baldwin, when he hosted with Steve Martin, was in contention that year because he got BAFTA nominated for It's Complicated. Mm. Not a fan. Yeah. So so this this to me, like it would just put a smile on my face. So let's let's uh put good thoughts out there and hope that maybe some of the producers of the Oscars are listening. They probably Hi, aren't, Packer, but just if in you're case. listening to this right now, listen to Mike. <laughs> Mike gave you the answer. Shout out to Will Packer. And by the way, if you also want to take my suggestion from earlier in the week, which was Elmo, Zoe, and Rocco, uh, since they are right now dominating social media, I think also that spans generations. Yeah. I am uh, team oh Elmo gosh. on that, by the way. <laughs> Always team Elmo. By the way, I, I know we keep, I, we do have to say one thing because we're going to get flack if we don't. It's all over because it's on Variety today. Halle Berry's beautiful tribute to Sidney Poitier because yes. we love Sidney Poitier. Beautiful. And, 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 when I say the most beautiful thing that I've that seen written about him came from Halle Berry's hand, it's beautiful. Yeah, thank you for mentioning that, Clayton, and also congrats on on your role in, in making that happen. That was amazing. And just today, when I, I was looking I asked at the her, issue, like, literally, I just asked <laughs> her, like it's like she did all, like yeah. I, I, but, we, but, we we've seen a lot of op ed tributes to people, and they usually tend to be like, oh, it's cool, it's nice, but hers like. Was, was good it was fantastic and it made me like super like hashtag variety proud yeah. to see that today <laughs> oh good well i think we leave it on that note um you know in uh you know again that that was fantastic and uh s- such a great way to remember sydney portier so we will see all of you next week right here on the pod enjoy lin-manuel miranda and rachel zegler oh future oscar host lin-manuel miranda <laughs> yeah <laughs> After the break, West Side Story star Rachel Zegler. From Los Angeles, this is Variety's Award Circuit Podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And we're back. It's the Award Circuit Podcast, and I'm Clayton Davis. After Steven Spielberg posted an open casting call for West Side Story via Twitter in January of 2018, he eventually found his leading lady Maria in newcomer Rachel Zegler of Clifton, New Jersey, who was chosen out of more than 30,000 applicants. In this new version, Rachel Zegler and Ansel Elgort portray Maria and Tony, whose ill-fated romance flags the fires of the bitter rivalry between local street gangs, the Sharks, and the Jets. The cast also includes Ariana DeBose as Anita, David Alvarez as Bernardo, and Mike Feist as Riff. Rita Moreno, who won an Oscar for her performance as Anita in the 1961 film adaptation of the musical, appears in the remake in a new role and served as an executive producer. The remake was written by Tony Kushner and Mark Spielberg's first feature-length musical.
I know now I was right For here you are And what was just a world There's a star tonight Zegler is one of the year's breakout stars not just in what she showcases in her iconic duets like Tonight and One Hand, One Heart, but also in her infectious ownership of the camera. Best displayed in the lighter I Feel Pretty, which displays her acting range. While we anticipate to see more of Zegler, including in the upcoming adaptation of Snow White, she angles to become the youngest Latina nominee in history. She could also join the few actresses that have landed noms for their debut roles, which includes Carolina Sandino Moreno for Maria Full of Grace and Yalitza Aparicio for Roma. I recently chatted with Zegler over Zoom, and I began by telling her I was beginning to feel punked that West Side Story might never come out. I think we felt punked, I think, a little bit. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until, because we kept, we, we kept being told that we were going to see it, and then it just never happened. <laughs> it was like... No, you're going to see it. It was like February of 2021. And then it was, you'll see it in May. And then you'll see it in July. And then it just, it didn't happen until September of this year. So really just the very last moment that they could possibly show us. And it was the five of us. It was uh, Ari, David, Ansel, Mike, and myself in the Zanuck Theater on the Fox lot, just all spread out in this theater. Just the five of you? Just the five of us. Not, not even family. No family, no representation, just the five of us. You know, we're all masked up. We're all sitting like five rows apart from each other. And it was the most terrifying, jarring experience I've ever had in my life in a movie theater. How? Uh, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. <laughs> Pause. Yeah. Rewind a little bit. You have to set this up for me. So five of you enter a theater. Yes. <laughs> you, you, your first movie ever. Yeah. Yeah. Steven Spielberg movie, by the way. Yes, no big deal. And you sit down, and you're like, I'm going to watch the movie that I just did, West Side Story. And what is going through your mind as soon as it, like, as soon as, it, like, the lights go down? Well, the, the, so, like, the lights Tell me you threw up. The, I almost <laughs> did. I mean, like, the curtain <clears throat> opens, and you just hear, ba-dum-bum, bum 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 and I'm like, oh, oh, it's it's a real thing. Because like I said, we thought we were being punked. We're like, maybe we just thought it up in our head and we've been gaslit by these people for like two years. That they're like, yeah, yeah, the movie, the movie that you made. And we just didn't believe that it actually existed. And the second Kyle Kaufman pushed through that door in the opening scene of the prologue, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, we screamed. I mean, I screamed and it was, mm -hmm. it was, uh, me, me and, and David Alvarez really were making the most noise. <laughs> you know, we were like, it's like yeah, body, just body movements and like, literally like convulsing. And then like, he was, he was the one kind of closest to me behind me. And I would just, literally just like turn around and look at him and just be like, <laughs> I just kept looking at him because we just look so bizarrely different from when we made it. I was 18. I'm 20 now. And so I just look felt at you. like, I like an old like, lady now. I'm like, yeah. decrepit. I, mean, like, <laughs> I felt like I had baby face while I was making it. And then like yeah. watching it now as, as somebody who's just, and also just the year we had in between. 
where yeah. it was just it just felt so bizarre to even be sitting. Wait, what what happened in between? Exactly. That's the fever dream. <laughs> That's the thing that I that punked me really was the the covid of it all. But uh, yeah, I mean it was it really I feel like we were punking you but I also think that we were being punked as well. Yeah. What what a good prank that Steven Spielberg wanted to play on people like we're making a movie, not making a movie. Not we're not Jackass really part 5. Um, no, that's amazing. Oh God. And then, so you, you come onto screen maybe like 20 minutes in ish. So you enter the frame. What, like, do you just like grab yourself? Do you like die? Like, I, I, I don't want to say that I'm like, I was disgusted because that's really not what it was. (laughs) Yeah. But I would say that the reaction would probably be read as disgust. Yeah. Like just, because I just like covered my face and like sunk in my seat and the second I started talking, I was like, oh, God, like it was just this such a visceral reaction to seeing myself on screen versus when they showed it to the like entire cast. Like I was there. I think it was the only the only mom, one from the principal cast who showed up to the screening for the entire cast. I just really wanted to see what everyone else yeah. thought. Yeah. And it's a special moment. I really think that it should have been all of us from the word go. So I was just really like jazzed yeah. to do it all together. And I was sitting next to Josh Rivera. And when I came on screen, he just started crying. And I was like, you're not grossed out by this. Like, it was so bizarre. So bizarre. I was like, you're not disgusted right now? Couldn't be me. Why would he be? My God. Oh, okay. And then and this is the last thing, because I didn't know we were going to open with this, but now I'm so (laughs) interested. So the movie ends. Credits roll. Uh, Tony's dead. Spoiler alert. Um, You walk off screen. Chino gets arrested. Sweet boy. <laughs> Sweet boy. What 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 do you do? What 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 is what is Rachel what is Rachel Zegler doing once those credits start rolling? Well, I was crying for sure. Yeah. I do remember crying, and then I remember turning around, and and Stephen was walking into the theater. He didn't know that we were being shown the movie that day. He didn't want to know when we were going to see it because it was making him really anxious. Oh. And so it was a secret that we were there. And he was actually filming the Spellmans, I think, in Santa Barbara that day. So he flew from Santa Barbara back to L.A. and oh. landed. And Christy McCosco krieger our producer, was like, the kids are in there seeing the movie for the first time. And he came in during the credits. And I clocked that he was in the, I, I, it was like an energy thing. I turned around. <laughs> like you were like Spidey sense tingling. <laughs> my Steven Spielberg sentence, my spiely senses started like tingling and I turn around to my seat and I see him walking and I just stood up. I like, I think I like pushed Ansel out of the way and was like, let me hug him. <laughs> like I need to hug him. And I just told him it was perfect and that it exceed. I didn't, I told him that I didn't know what I was expecting, but it exceeded expectations. And I honestly think I was the only one to have a real reaction immediately and everyone else kind of waited, um, which I get, but I was just, I had to tell him immediately. I mean, we have a very close relationship and for the past two and a half years, we've just been talking about when you see the movie and when you see the movie. And he used to say that he was going to wait and like pace back and forth nervously in the back of the theater while I was watching it. And I'm just really glad that I got to share that moment with him in some capacity and like, you know, give him a big hug afterwards and thank him for everything. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful film, but beyond that, it, it changed my life in so many ways. And so it was just really, really um, vital to me to do that. Oh, Rachel, 
you spark plug you i love you <laughs> great um so can i can i say something to you a little controversial oh sure so west side story the show itself of mm-hmm. Sa- in the sondheim like repertoire mm-hmm. i've haven't been the biggest fan of the show itself right because you know again it's a take on romeo and juliet and i think when you you modernize it it uh like a lot of things are much more pronounced like like maria especially like i was like like he killed your brother like like you're a jerk you're totally a jerk man oh yeah yeah so a lot of that and so i've never been like big on the show but when i saw this i was like like I, 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 for a long time, I questioned why Steven did it again. Yeah. Like I was asking that a lot, but then I saw you and then I saw Ariana mm. and I saw this grizzled David Alvarez, this Curious. scruffy working man, David yeah. Alvarez, that Bernardo man, that Ariana said, said it perfectly. Um, and then I was like, okay, you, you gave us them. Yeah. Like you gave us, you gave us them. Do you feel like this journey of West Side Story and what it's hopefully about to deliver for you and what you're about to embark upon, do you feel well prepared for it, this acting journey, this Hollywood machine? You know, I don't know if there's any way to properly prepare someone for all of the different things that come with the lifestyle. You know, it's it's huge. It's a huge transition from being a wedding singer who didn't have any classic training, you know, like I, that's what I was doing before I made this movie. I was just singing at people's weddings and funerals and masses on Sundays and, you know, just doing everything I could and and posting YouTube videos in hopes that Telsey and company would email me and and want me to come in and audition for something. And like, then to go from that to all of a sudden having all of your life aired out in magazines and gossip sites and, strange it's the I mean it's bizarre at the core of it is like what you said it's my acting journey which I think I I do feel prepared for that I think Stephen in particular took his time in just kind of lifting me to the light in a way and and making sure that I had you know he helped me find my representation and I have just such a great team of people that I love so dearly and you know it brought me to my incredible publicity and my incredible agents and everyone who represents me So that's one thing for sure. Just this cushion of protection I have in people that feel like family and people I know have my best interest in mind. Um, And then, you know, you learn from those experiences. Your storytelling experiences prepare you for the next story. And I, I really do feel like I was so immersed in the world of West Side Story for so long. You know, I played the role on stage when I was 16 and a few months later auditioned for the film. And I was just in that world for <laughs> such a long time Yeah. Um, that I know what it's like to be, you know, in a role. And now, you know, it, it's it's those different experiences now where I'm, I only spend six months. I only spent six months with my character from Shazam. And, and I may only spend like six to eight months playing Snow White and you know, it's going to be this, this new chapter that is, you know, completely brand new from the past two and a half years of my life. I couldn't be more excited. And I really do feel like I was taken care of and, and prepared to the best of, of their ability and my own ability at, you know, at West Side Story. Amazing. I've asked you a tough question. It's a natural one that comes up about Latinos in Hollywood. Mm. Very 
invisible that we are in roles, you know, uh, and a lot of people have said, said it this way. There, there are a lot of gatekeepers to mm. what qualifies mm. as Latino mm -hmm. and you, which it's no secret and you're open just the way I'm, you know, half Puerto Rican, half black, you are uh, half Colombian, half white. Yeah. And that has somehow, I've, and I'm not saying I, I've seen this in the social media sphere. I'm sure you have, because social yeah. media is a good place to have uh, intelligent conversations. We For know. sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, people, you know, say like, you know, you, you're not really Latina, you're not, you know, you're, you're, you know this is a white uh, lady, you know, why, I guess, I don't really question why are people stupid, but like, yeah. wh but wh why, why, why do we have this friction, this, this, this combativeness within our community or this lack of understanding about what a Latino or, you know, is. People find comfort in boxes is really what I've learned. And, and people found comfort in the bubbles they were filling out on standardized tests. And, mm -hmm. and I don't understand it because they made me uncomfortable, you know, because I'm, you know, I'm a white Latina. I have, I hold a lot of privilege. And if that's the conversation people want to have about my privilege in this industry, then I am absolutely welcome to having that conversation yeah. because yeah, it be, it falls on my shoulders to open up the doors for the people who, you know, aren't, you know, or they're disenfranchised in this, this industry, yep. you know, like having Ariana, the forefront of a beautiful film this season is an incredible thing and hopefully not the last of its kind for a long time where we have to have this conversation of, oh, an Afro-Latina as a lead for the first time since Ariana DeBose. I don't mm, want yeah. that conversation to ever take place again. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's pointless to box people and say that you can, you can't, you're not this enough. You're not that enough. What dictates that dictates that who dictates that, you know, it's, one of those things where, and even like, I even kind of resent this, like she's half and half, you know, my, yeah, my dad is white. He's American. He's, his family has been in this country for many, many, many years. And the same, you know, can't be said for my other side of the family. I'm more immersed in my Colombian culture than I've ever been immersed in my American culture. So mm -hmm. why does someone else get to tell me what I am? Why does, you know, I don't know. I, I grew up in a in a house that that spoke the language. It was never really taught to me because it was there was this idea from my abuelita since my mom was a kid and when I was a kid that you will be American, you will speak English, you will go mm -hmm. to American school, and you will get a good job and make money and have a family. And that that's the that's the life that's set yeah. up for you before you're born. And I just don't really understand why people think that certain facets of your life dictate your identity. You know, the thing about my identity is that it's my own and this is the way that I navigate through the world and nobody knows my day to day struggle. You know, I like I said, I'm a white Latina. I don't get stopped on the street for the way that I look. That's my privilege. But when I speak Spanish on the subway, I've been spit on. I've been told to go back to where I came from, mm -hmm. even when I was you know, born in New, suburban New Jersey. You know, it doesn't matter to these people, but they're the same people <laughs> that will hide behind a profile on Twitter and tell me that because my dad is American or because my mom wasn't born in Colombia or because I wasn't born in Colombia, that my identity is invalid. Yeah. And it's a pointless conversation. You And there's no point in fighting with these people. They've obviously made up their minds. Yeah. And so that's why, I, you know, we have intelligent conversations between people like you and I. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully these people listen to that conversation and learn something. But 
beyond that, you know, what's most important is the way that you feel about yourself and the way that you navigate you know, your own identity and how you um, advocate for yourself and your people. And like I said, I'm a, I'm a white Latina in an industry that is not necessarily kind to Latinas, but definitely more kind to white Latinas than anything. And so it becomes my job to make sure that those doors are opened to other Latinos who are not necessarily, you know, they don't fit the box. And we make sure that there are more boxes and that we one day don't need to put ourselves in a box. Good girl. Good lady. I like you. I like you. Um, so let's talk about the New Jersey-ness of you. <laughs> right? Um, listen, I'm going to be like, listen, I was born in the Bronx and I grew up a lot in Jersey City. So yes. I, I am true tri-state. I like feel for both and I will own both. And I yeah. hate that Jersey Shore gave this idea of New Jersey of Jersey what it's not. Jersey housewives. We're not like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're, but you're from Clifton. Yeah. All right. And you're born at Hackensack because you're at Hackensack Hospital, which yes. no one knows, by the way. Like, like they don't know. They don't they don't know that. Like, they're like, oh, you're born at Hackensack. You live there. Like, no, there's that's no. where the hospital is. That's that's where the hospital. Like- <laughs> my mom was born there. Like my my abuelita walked to Hackensack Hospital to give birth yeah. to my mom. <laughs> to most of like, my kid, my kids were born at Hoboken Hospital. Like, it's just what yeah. yeah, they just like pick like there's like three. That you, yes. know, you get your kids born at and that's it. Yeah. Um. But you, uh, you know, you're you're very proud of like just like your, not just your upbringing with your family, but like the the place that made you you. You know, uh, you got shot in New Jersey and Patterson, yeah, uh, and Newark. You know, yeah. you know, th- there was a lot with the location and just, and I know a lot of the, uh, some of the ensemble was found there as well. Yes. Did 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 it feel like? <laughs> Did you feel like uh, you were showing the ropes or kind of like, you know, guys, like, let me tell you about New Jersey. Let me well, tell you this place around here. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we were in we were in Newark shooting. You know, we shot I Feel Pretty in Newark. And also the scene where um, Chino tells Maria that Bernardo was killed by Tony. Mm. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. I don't know. It's yeah. been it's been hundreds of years yeah. <laughs> since Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. yeah by the way, Chino, the hero of West Side Story, Chino, he, saves, he t- saves Maria. Team Chino Chino t-shirts on sale now. Um, It's honestly like we were, we were working, you know, late night in Newark, Mm -hmm. which in my brain, don't be in Newark past sundown. Yeah. And Josh Andres Rivera (laughs) looks at me and he's like, let's walk to Crafty. I'm like, you want to (laughs) walk in Newark in the dark? (laughs) Like, And we, and we did. And I'm t- and I like I don't know how I let him convince me to do it. My producer was so furious with me because my mom, who was on set every day, because I was a minor when we started, told Christy Krieger, like, just don't let her walk around. It's you know, it's Newark, it's not the nicest part of town. So my mom's literally the one thing you're told not to do. I know. We were like, you know, and we it, we were fine. It was in Newark is a lot better than when I was a kid. Oh so, yeah. So like, when I was like very young, that was just the most dangerous place to be. Yeah. You you were you, you shot by Ironbound section, right? Like it was Yeah, like, we were yeah. we were in the city. Yeah. We were, yeah, we were yeah. in like you were, we were by the first National Bank of Newark, yeah. which is where Gimbel's was yeah. built. That place has changed a lot. <laughs> yes, it is yeah. it's not it's not bad. I think Microsoft 
is over there. Like there's a whole like gentrification got there. <laughs> gentrification hit Newark real hard like, yeah. with a truck. Yeah. And so yeah, I felt like a lot of the times I you know, when I was we were shooting in Patterson and when uh Phil Murphy came to visit set with Tammy Murphy, I was like, these are my homies. Like <laughs> just, and then Bruce Springsteen was there and I was like, that's also my homie. Like we all know each other. Like we are all buddies. I yeah. promise. Yeah. You know, I just feel like a camaraderie with everyone from Jersey. So like Jennifer Florentino, who is from Patterson, who's in our um, ensemble, she was just the most emotional person because she was shooting America on the streets where she grew up. And like yeah. that, that's something, you know, obviously we didn't shoot in Clifton. So I, you know, I didn't get that, but there was such a pride for her that was so beautiful to see. And like uh, Carlos Gonzalez, Melody Marti, they, they both went to Montclair state, which is where I was going to go if I didn't book the movie. <laughs> and so there was just this like, your college dropout, you was going to go. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> oh, wow. That's incredible. No, that's, that's awesome. In, in looking now at West side story and what it's done, um, you know, it, it's critically acclaimed. The box office was not as as much as we would want it because there's a pandemic happening. Yes. Um, pandemic me, happening and we're not Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <you're> not. <laughs> I mean, this is the Spider-Man of musicals, if you want to be honest. I mean, I, I would I would die on that hill. Josh yeah. and I were like, we, we went and saw Spider-Man and we were like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Did, did you see it in Newark and, and uh, in New Jersey? No, we saw it in New York. We saw it actually. We saw it at the theater where we saw West Side Story together for the first time, which was really cute. Aw, cute. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, it makes me worried for future movie musicals. Is there a movie musical that you really want to do in the future? Mm. You know, I, it's it's interesting. I have always had this idea of Natasha Peer and the Great Comet of eighteen twelve being a movie, and I would love to. You know, obviously, I'm going to dream cast myself in it. I'm a human being. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would love to be Natasha. And I think Oscar Isaac would be such a dope Pierre. And then we'd get a Latino musical. <laughs> it would be a Latino-led yes. um, musical. And it's just such a such a cool show. Also, I'm really, like, hoping a Hadestown movie happens. Yes. Part of it or not, but, like, a Hadestown movie would be sick. Yeah. I've been waiting for a long I've been waiting for a Pippin movie for a very long Ooh. time. And I'm and I'm ready for a damn Yankees remake. I think you make a great Lola. Thank you so much. I think you'd make a great Lola. That is I think you maybe do the it. biggest compliment you could yeah. give me. <laughs> yeah. I, I was telling I was telling Ariana that like I'm also my favorite Sondheim musical is Assassins. I want an Assassin's oh. movie. Yes. Like so bad. Yeah. Who's you cast as John Wilkes Booth in in a uh, now? I mean, I like the original, so uh, yeah. I don't know. I know. I mean, Oscar <laughs> Isaac probably. Ooh, <laughs> like, like, let's make it happen. Trend going, yeah. I just um, wanted to get a musical movie so bad. I have two more questions for you. Yes. Uh, one, the film is generating uh something called Oscar buzz. Ooh. This is where buzz builds for the oscars ah. <laughs> i am the film awards editor at variety and there is a substantial chance uh that you could be among oscar nominees along with many of your cast members uh, I, I love the fact that gets to throw out that rita moreno if she gets nominated she's the first latina to ever get nominated a second time that is it's gross <laughs> Easy. And she'll also be the oldest nominee ever of any category. 
And she and if she were to win, that would be the first. I mean, she should be the oldest winner, also. Oldest like she she should be the oldest nominee just getting on. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. But um, how would you how does that like compute in your head of like it doesn't? <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, like literally you said that and I think I blacked out for two seconds. Um, I I mean it's it's crazy talk. When we were making when I was making this, I'm not gonna say we, I'm not gonna speak for anyone else, because it maybe that was a goal for a lot of people making mm. the movie. I I truly was just I felt like I won the lottery just getting to be there because I worked so hard to get the part. And then the feet, you know, it was one of it's really one of those things where it was like you climb the mountain and then you're looking at the next mountain and the next feet was actually making the movie and making sure that it was good and having those like panic attacks the night before it was supposed to start shooting being like, I just want to do a good job. And so obviously reviews are one thing where you're just reading, you know, I don't read them, but I got this email that was just like, you know, good. This was a good review. This was a good review. This And it was just mind boggling that so many people enjoyed our film in such a real way. And, and the compliments on my performance have been so just heartwarming. I can't believe it. And like, so that was the next hurdle. And then with this conversation surrounding awards is just something I never in a million years would imagine for myself. Um, so to be in the conversation among such talent and such incredible performances this year, like the best actress race is always such a crazy whirlwind yeah. in, because as someone who has actually really paid attention in recent years, cause I, I, it's just very interesting to me. It's fascinating to learn, you know, the politics behind it and, you know, but also the, the real, real talent that's there. And yeah. it's a crazy conversation every year. I just, we I mean, I, I watch your, th- I've been watching your threads for years where you compare what you thought at the beginning of the season versus, mm-hmm. you know, right before it starts. And, and it's just so interesting how the conversation changes and shifts, yeah. um, being, uh, there's, I think two Latinas in the, in the conversation, you know, to, to I would love to see Tessa up there truly, um, you know, having an Afro Latina up there for a movie like passing is yeah. just incredible. And so, you know, I, I hope that more people like us are in the conversation, you know, because the conversation is very much centered around a lot of white performances this year. Yeah. And it's something that I think is interesting just because we've been working towards opening up these these barriers and breaking them down for the past couple of years. And it it's always interesting to see what how much work we really have to do. Yeah. Um, so obviously to see my name in there is really great because I'm representing for my people. And that's really what uh, what matters to me at the end of the day. So and then to see Tessa up there, not only as one of the only black women in the conversation, but also uh, she's Afro Panamanian. Yeah. Yeah. To see somebody, you know, from Panama as well is it's incredible. So, you know, that's that's how I feel about it. It would be so wonderful to be nominated, truly. But I'm very proud of our film and I'm proud to just be in the conversation representing for my people and and also being so young and being up there is really cool because no you're old you said you're 20 i'm decrepit that's it (laughs) i'm decrepit but not as as yes it's true (laughs) (laughs) my last question feel free to tell me as much as you like yeah shazam and snow white Ah! (laughs) like so what happens at the end of shazam (laughs) and uh, and what's snow white about (laughs) there's literally a, a Batman in the window shooting darts at me and Mickey Mouse in the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, I, of course, the, my first three projects have been these three things that are just like airtight. You cannot tell a soul. Yeah. Um, 
With Shazam, you know, I worked really hard to keep my character under wraps and Helen Mirren went and spilled the beans. It was hysterical. Like she went and did like an Associated Press interview and mm. just told everyone I was the secret. Like I, the, my character was the secret. And then, but if anyone's going to spill the beans, you know, I might yeah, have let Helen Mirren do it. That's oh, fine. Yeah, I, please. I was like, you can get in trouble. I mean, they're not going to, you're not going to get in trouble, but you can get in trouble. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, there's three goddesses. I, I am the youngest of three goddesses. We're three sisters. And um, yeah, we, we, we come and we, we shake up the Shazamily a bit. It's such a fun movie. It just had test screenings recently and, and it, it did really well. I mean, we, I don't think we have to reshoot, which is pretty exciting because we were really certain that, you know, it's a, very CGI centric yeah. superhero film. We were certain that something would have to get redone. I'm sure that there will be, but not extensive from what I've heard, um, which is pretty wonderful because it. So you haven't it. seen it yet. You haven't. Seen I it have yet. not. No. Yeah. I mean, we wrapped uh, the last day of August of this this recent summer. So it, you know, <laughs> I guess I don't really know how films actually work because I didn't see West Side Story for two and a half years. But like. <laughs> You know, I when you asked that, I was like, no, I haven't. No, I haven't seen it. You watch it. I don't see the movies. I don't <laughs> see the movies. They don't show them to me. <laughs> um, I love my costume. It's yellow. People know that already. <laughs> it's pretty, and yellow's my favorite color. So okay. it was cool. I mean, it was it was really weird to be a part of something that was so uh, people were so excited about. Where like, mm-hmm. you know, we were filming on a rooftop of a parking garage. And there were people who got rooms in the hotel looking over the parking garage just to take photos, like being part of something that was that exciting for so many people. It's really cool. And the, and the fans are are awesome. And they they have so many theories and it's fun to read who's right and who's wrong. And I mean, it, it's it was such a joy. And then and, and truly like getting to work with some incredible people. I mean, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, Jack Dylan Grazer is just such an incredible young actor. I like, I was just mind blown by his ability to improv every single day. So yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see that finished product as for snow white. I mean, we start pre-production rehearsals in a couple days, so it's uh, pretty wild. I am moving to London soon and I'm just, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I, I know more than the public knows about, you know, casting and things. So I can't say anything about that. Um, I didn't know about Gal Gadot until the deadline. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, hey, guys, can you tell me next time? (laughs) I'm the title character. I'd like to know. (laughs) It was just this. Nope, nope. No, I can't. Rachel can't know things. They don't let you see the movie. So they don't tell you who's in it. Come on. I keep telling people. I'm like. Well, you know, Shazam comes out in 2023. We wrapped in 2021. West Side came out in 2021 and we wrapped in 2019. So Snow White probably come out 2037. (laughs) (laughs) I'll actually be decrepit by the end. And yeah, it'll be great. But I'm I'm very excited about it. I've had a couple costume fittings and conversations about the script and I've heard the music and it's really it's something really special. So I'm I'm very excited. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you're working on that we don't know that you will give us a scoopage? Is there anything I, about the? I'm working on? on an animated film, but I can't talk about what it's called, who it's with. I'm really sorry. I <laughs> I wish I could give you more, but I think I think that that news will probably come out soon. Okay, but I don't know. <laughs> See, nobody tells me things, Clayton. I don't know. Okay. That's fine. We'll, we'll we'll work with uh with your team on that that loving team that you. I you do have so a loving team. 
Um, Rachel, thank you for spending this time with me. You are thank precious you. cargo. I enjoy all your social media postings. I enjoy Chino so much. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a we good are, one. We are rallying for Chino in 2022. <laughs> That's Rachel Zegler, star of West Side Story, now in theaters. And that's it for this edition of the Variety Award Circuit Podcast. Drew Griffith edited this episode and Michael Schneider is the producer. Be sure to subscribe to the Award Circuit Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Also, head to Variety.com and click on the Award Circuit tab to find the latest Oscar predictions and key races, as well as your daily fix of news, analysis, and reviews. For Jazz Tanke, Janelle Riley, and Michael Schneider, I'm Clayton Davis. We'll see you on the circuit. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.